You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph and I have a guest here with me today and I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself before we get into our chat. Hi, Steph. My name is Gabrielle Celeste. Um, I'm so excited to be connecting with your audience a little bit more closely. Um, I am the owner of Agua Astrology, and I am a primarily an astrologer, an intuitive medium, tarot reader, numerologist. Um, do a lot of different things. <laughs> and I, yeah, I am a spiritual enthusiast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited to chat. Some of my listeners know that this is not the first time that we are chatting because I <laughs> mentioned doing a whole life reading with you. Oh. Uh, I talked about that on Patreon and on YouTube. So I was like, she's, she's coming. She's going to be on the podcast soon. So they, they've been waiting <laughs> to hear from oh, you. I'm so excited for this. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to come on your show. I'm a big fan of your podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for the reading that you did for me. So let's start there of, let's talk about what it is you do in sort of your life path that led you because like I, <laughs> like I said, she did the reading for me and it was just like so much information and that had to be so much study. Yeah. It's so interesting. I feel like it was kind of just a sequence of events that led <laughs> me to where I'm at. I went through this thing called the Saturn return. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe some of your audience knows what that is, but it's just that really weird time between the ages of 27 to 30. And my life kind of blew up in my face. Um, I, at this point, <laughs> you're laughing on video, <laughs> but it's exactly what it was. It was like, it, it was truly an awakening. I actually had had my spiritual awakening at the end of 2018. And so I had already had a taste of this life um, and just had been familiar with certain modalities and whatnot. And I, um, you know, had been doing the work on myself after that, um, in 2019. So I had had my awakening in 2018, December, so mostly like actually October, I had a sound so stereotypical of a witch, but I went on a trip to Salem, Massachusetts <laughs> with nice. my sister. <laughs> yeah. And, um, we actually do a podcast together now. It's called the spiritual sisters podcast. Um, and it's just so kind of like looking back on how everything played out. I'm like, Oh yeah, this, this was like by design for sure. And so anyways, I had had kind of like a mini psychic reading. It didn't really feel legit. Um, and I remember on our way to Salem, cause we kind of just decided to do that last minute. Um, my sister was like, Oh yeah. Like I've had a reading before and it was so spot on. And this reader was great. And I was like, what? And so then, you know, jump forward to uh, November the following month and my heart was broken by, you know, an idiot. <laughs> and I just, it just, yeah. And then I like quickly started seeing someone else right after because it was like a rebound thing. And I was just trying to get my mind off this other person. I was like, okay, no, this is not who you are. You are, you're, at this point you start asking yourself kind of things like, what's going on? This doesn't make any sense. And so I just remember my sister mentioning that psychic reading that had changed a lot for her and she had gotten a lot of clarity and insight and I ended up having one in December of that year and um the shit that he told me <laughs> I was like what and he it, it kind of seemed like he was gonna this was all happening in the span of one year over the course of 2019 but actually I'm living the timeline right now and this guy was predicting like five to seven years of my life even plus at that point and it's scary. Like I would say the reading was about 95% accurate. Wow. So 
Yeah. And so then I was like, okay, well then, you know, 2019 rolls around. It's like, I'm going to do all the self-improvement stuff. I read all the books, I wake up, go to the gym, affirmations, journal, like all the things that are kind of like entry level, um, just tools and practices that you don't really think actually have like, um, act as an opening to the spiritual work. And then I got frustrated. I was like, where's my husband, by the way, guys, just for the record, he hasn't shown up yet, but we're getting there. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, and so then I got frustrated and I ended up booking with someone else I had found, um, through like a reliable connection. And I was like, all right, let me just see what she has to say. And then I was like, oh, there's something to it because this reader essentially told me the exact same thing, like same words that the original reader had told me. And I was like, oh, (laughs) so then 2020 happened. Right. And this was like towards the end of 2019. I actually really, I had always really been into astrology. Um, but in that year in 2019, my girlfriends, I had met, um, they're both yoga instructors, their mother and daughter and, um, her, the mom, she got into Vedic astrology and she read my chart. She's like, Hey, can I practice on you? And I was like, what is this? Right. <laughs> and that was right before like the whole world just massively changed. And, um, I really got into it and I started I was like, I'm going to take a class. And so I started studying on my own towards the end of 2019. At the beginning of 2020, I was like, oh, you you really got to go for, for this and spend some time on that. And then my life blew up in my face with my corporate career. And um, this was like pretty much like my 20s. I had spent a really long time um, just building up my career. I thought this is what I wanted to do. I was going to be a board member by the time I was 40. And the universe definitely had different plans for me. And so um, I ended up being the fall guy for a multi-million dollar investigation. <laughs> but now I was like, yes. you're like, oh, your face. Okay. You have a question. I, no, I was not expecting you to say that at all. Those words <laughs> were just not where I thought that story was going. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, looking back, I was like, this was literally divine orchestration, which is by the way, both of those readers I went back to during this time. Cause I was like, WTF is what is happening. I've done nothing wrong. This is not, I am not guilty, you know, just all of that. But I'm like, okay, like there was something bigger going on. And, but it was, it was like truly like the start of like my dark night of the soul. I was like, thank God, like at this point I had the tools to like really better myself and to lean into it. And I had had readings where they basically were like, you know, something's going to happen at work. You kind of need to prepare for it, but they really couldn't speak to what it was. And I think back on it, cause I can vividly remember their faces and I'm just like, I feel like you guys knew, but you didn't really tell me everything, <laughs> but I wasn't supposed to know, you know? <laughs> and so to cue that, it was that summer, August, 2020. And it was like going back and forth between like openings and shutdowns and stuff. And so I was just like, eh, whatever I'm living, but like, I'm enjoying the time that I had at this point, um, just to like be in the moment and be present. But then, you know, once this, I got this letter. It's like, you know, this investigation's going down. And I was like, oh shit. Like, I really gotta, I gotta like, you know, give this a little bit more credit because I thought, you know, I haven't done anything. Like I'm going to be able to just move forward and that's, what's going to happen. That's not how it happened. (laughs) I ended up having to stay with the company for another year, just because, you know, the economy was what it was at the time. And at that time I was like, all right, F it. I'm going to lean into like what I would think I would do if, you know, this, this isn't the path for me. And so over that next year, I just went really heavy into the, all the modalities. Like I decided, you know, and by this point I was getting readings at just like, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not okay. Like I need help. Like what's going on. I need like an, I'm having an existential crisis. Right. 
and um they they were like you know you're supposed to start your own business I'm like business like doing what <laughs> and it didn't really click at the time that it was going to be an astrological slash spiritual consulting business because I actually have my master's in in business and I have like 10 plus years of experience which I think back to that, I'm like yeah like I forget I have it you know <laughs> and so um but yeah in that year I really just put a lot of my energy into learning the foundations and the skill sets both on my own time reading books using free resources like YouTube, um, taking classes with my teachers, just wherever I could get information. And then at a certain point, I was like, okay, like I had the confidence to start the business. And it's kind of a long-winded way of saying like, okay, I started the business and that was officially at the beginning of last year. And I've been in my business since then. And over the course of 2022 to 2023, um, I just realized I was like, you know, there's there's more to this. Like, I feel like because I, I have a very scorpionic business. Um, and what I mean by that is I see a lot of um, just like the heavier topics. So like addiction, sexual abuse, uh, mental health. And it totally has to do, to do with when I licensed my business. Now thinking back, like I looked at the chart of the business itself. I was like, yeah, you're going to attract these kinds of clients because it goes back to like, when you literally formalized your business, right? And what was going on in the sky at that time. And so um, I just realized there was a missing component and I I noticed and I just felt intuitively like if I could channel and provide people with the, just like the same help that I received when I was in my dark night of the soul and really transitioning out of my previous life, I feel like that would be like a really special thing to do. And that's kind of how that's, that's where I transition into, um, you know, being psychically trained formally. Um, and I practice mediumship and have been mentored in that area since. And so, and by the way, along this course over the last like two to three years, I realized like I was actually pretty psychic myself. <laughs> and I was doing like the ancestral, ancestral work. And my dad was like, you know, like it runs in the family. I was like, no, I don't. No one's ever talked to me about this. So it was not just one thing. It was like a lot going on at once and it hasn't really stopped since, but it's, it's in the best. It's been for the best. And it's been a really beautiful roller coaster of a ride. This is such an exciting story. It's like, it really is a roller coaster. It was like crash way down and then shoot right back up. That is, that's an intense Saturn return to say. Yeah. And without getting like too much and it really did happen at the beginning of my Saturn return. I was like, oh my gosh, like if you look back at the dates, because before your actual Saturn return starts, and this is going a little bit into the astrology of it, you kind of get the preamble of it, the year six to eight months beforehand. And that's really dependent on what Saturn's doing in the sky, as well as like the eclipses that are happening too. Um, But throughout those three years, literally dark night, psychic training, start the business, come out on the other side. And like, if you look at the dates, it was like to the T almost exact dates lined up. It was wild. So exciting though. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for asking. I kind of low key love telling that story. (laughs) No, that's a great story. You uh, you should tell it more. I love it. Um, (laughs) I I really love hearing what everyone's sort of background is and what kind of led them to where they are now on their spiritual path, especially if they are out there, like you are helping others. I like to know, you know, how they even got to that point. And I have to say doing the reading with you was so fun. So I'll tell the listeners that really all she needed was like my name and birthday (laughs) and (laughs) that, and she took it from there. And it was just so much information, like packed into an hour of like, all like reading my birth chart. 
and I knew the basics of a birth chart, but you explained like basically held my hand through it and like literally shared your screen and showed all of the different, you know, aspects and explained everything to me, which was so interesting. And there's going to be like some wild things coming up this summer that I, I still don't know the fun thing is that you recorded it so I can go back and watch it and get all of the dates, which I think is a really nice aspect and see as those things come up, but it was great. And I'm excited because it's like tons of change. So that came up because you started with tarot cards and it's like, uh, the tower, death, the three of swords. I was like, here we go. (laughs) This is going to be a whole, here comes a roller coaster. Yeah, for sure. I know those cards terrify people, but there's like some of my favorites. I I really like those cards. I hate temperance. That's like my most hated card when that comes up for me because it's the most important person. And like, I hate like balance and like walking in the middle of the line. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) That's like, yeah, tower death. I'm like, okay, let's bring it on, bring it on. And so, you know, I love hearing that because, you know, for your, for your audience, we didn't talk about it after it was more like, okay, like, you know, I'll see you when we record next. And yeah. So you feel like you digest. Feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it is a lot and, um, I'm excited just to see how things transpire for you as well. A lot going on. If you're okay with me sharing just in the theme of like the career space. Oh I'm yeah. Share, share which- everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm just excited to see where, you know, which Wednesdays goes after that. And it just looks like it's going to be really beautiful. Um, and one thing that I really loved about your chart, I don't know if you, if you love this so much, but because all of your, your planets, uh, the way they fall in your birth chart, they're all in like one spot. And so yeah. that really means that like, you're feeling what's going on in the sky all at once. And then you're not. And then all at once again, because that's just <laughs> how your chart's affected. Yeah. If I've, I've always wondered that. Cause like the first time I like pulled up my full birth chart, I was like, everything is like here. Why is everything in this yeah. one little spot? Yeah. Like, what does that mean? So yeah, it was really interesting to be able to find out more about all of the different planets and things. Cause yeah, I know like the big three and like the basics of like the houses and things, but not definitely not everything that you shared with me. I was like, Oh yes. So much information. Yeah, for sure. Well, I love that it hit. So thank you for sharing that. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm really excited to be able to go back and just look at it more, like watch it more like as the summer unfolds. Cause I remember, you know, July being a a big month. I'm like, okay, it's coming. Let's do this. Yeah. You'll have to let me know how it goes, but also like everyone it's so in, in everyone's own weird kind of way, depending on where Leo falls in your birth chart. I'm like, I'm, I'm phrasing it as hot girl summer. (laughs) So everyone's going to have their own version of hot girl summer. And so I just, I can't wait because it really begins in June. And at the time of this recording, we're pretty much in the month of June. So yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be, going to be interesting, going to be a lot of fun. So I'm excited to check back in with that. And yeah, yeah, I gave some thought to it, you know, when we were done Mm -hmm. of just like, what kind of like change is coming? Like, let's be clear with these like tarot cards here and, you know, my numerology, we did that too, like life path numbers and everything. It's like, okay, so change is coming. So let's just like embrace that now and like get ready for it. Cause I am something, Mm -hmm. somebody that needs to like prepare for change. I do not like change, but mm-hmm. I have to like mentally prepare myself. So I'm like, okay, like what kind of changes could this possibly be? Like, let's think about things. Like let's, you know, dive into different types of books and things. So I've been doing a little of that and yeah, I'm just excited for the things to come, but yeah, it was a great, great reading. So, I'm so was, well, thank you. Loved hearing your story of, of how you got there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of a more, there was a lot more that went into it, but I'm like, look, we'll keep it as short as we possibly can. But yeah, it was, it was a blessing in disguise. Although at the time it was not, not that did not didn't seem that it. Way whatsoever. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so for somebody that wants to 
you know, reach out and talk to you, what can they expect? Obviously I gave them like a little preview of this and I was just like, she needed my name and birthday, but if they wanted to contact <laughs> you, what are the different kinds of things that you offer and what would they expect? Yeah. So I, um, my readings are a combination of channeling and astrological reads. Um, that's my, my life path offering. And then the natal and the transit charts are really just me taking a deep dive into the birth charts, um, specifically, but I always do an energy check. So something that I like to do with my sitters is, you know, we'll start, I'll be like, you know, it's nice to meet you if I haven't met you before. Um, and I always like to get an idea if people have had an experience like this, or if they've had a reading in the past, um, because it kind of just gives me an idea of how to like frame the, the session, because I ultimately want them to get the most out of their time with me. And I want it to be the most practical as well. So we'll typically start and we'll set a container to set for protection because I only work in the light and I don't work with negative energies. Um, and then I just provide, you know, the messages uh, based on the areas that they're interested in. And most often, even for myself, like when I have a reading, um, I'm always looking into like, all right, money, money, finance, love, health, right? And so typically they'll give us an area or there's in my form, in my intake form, you can write down like, you know, I'm curious about this part of my life because ultimately like I'll look at the energetic read and that'll be like the first half of the session. And then the second half of the session in the life path reading specifically, I'll take a look at the birth chart because the birth chart itself, essentially what it is, it's a snapshot of the sky when you were born. And it is kind of like your cosmic roadmap for what your soul's supposed to do in this lifetime, in this incarnation. And once you understand your chart and the prediction element is like where the transits come into it. And if you understand your chart and you understand how the transits are going to affect that chart, then you get a really solid idea of what you can expect in the future. And I, I just kind of like to give that all of that full, well-rounded, um, encompassed vision of what, you know, that person needs or what can be best supportive at the time and pretty much go from there. But the whole time we really are holding space. And my intention in, is typically like if you've had a reading with me, or if you have a reading with me, um, my goal is just kind of just to get you to view things from a different perspective um, if you hadn't before. And I, I love that. And I feel like I know I'm doing a good job or and or I'm effective because I remember when I was just like completely in the dark, I'm like, oh, this is bullshit, you know, <laughs> but it's like, no, like this is, this is legit. Like these practices have been used for centuries by like, you know, elites still used to this day, but like presidents, celebrities and all of that. Yeah, it, it is. It's more, you know, widespread and popular than people think that it is. So yeah. it's nice. Do you have anything that you do regularly in your practice, especially because you are tapping into other people's, you know, energy and things? Is there a lot of like cleansing and things that you have to do for yourself? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so in the session, we're always going to open container together and close container. And I personally, um, I think it's a little bit more practical than people might assume. So I'm constantly protecting my energy. I'm cleansing my energy. Um, and it's as simple as like imagining beautiful diamond white light cleansing, like from top to bottom. Um, and I asked my angels and my guides for protection as well, but uh, outside of those just daily practices, I also really try to eat my best. Um, I really try to get my movement in. I like to meditate in the morning because I've noticed that like, if my energy isn't aligned or isn't in the best space, then it's not, in my opinion, the most ethical 
thing for me to go read someone else's energy because it's I want them to I want to be the clearest vessel vessel possible to provide them with the guidance that they need and a lot of it is responsibility on my end and making sure that I'm good oh that's great to hear I didn't really even think of that but that makes sense Mm -hmm. oh interesting do you have any advice for people that are just starting out uh, sort of on this path or even looking to grow further in it? Yeah. So, <laughs> so do you remember those readings I was talking about where they're like, you're supposed to start a business. And then I was like, well, WTF business am I supposed to start? <laughs> and she, um, I was seeing two readers at the time who I still visit to this day. And she was like, I see you um, reading charts and all of that. And at this point, like I had been studying and stuff. I just, I never, I don't know. I just didn't put the two and two together. It's like, yeah, you're going to start a business. Yeah. You enjoy astrology, but sometimes it's right in front of you. You don't really think that that's what it's going to be. <laughs> um, and she's like, you know, I see you studying charts. And when she had told me that I was like, shit, I'm not ready. Like this is, this is a lot of information. This is, this is, I mean, there's thousands of years worth of astrology and it's impossible to know everything there is about it. And I think because I have what's called Jupiter and Virgo. So my Jupiter and Virgo always feels like I don't know enough. And it's like a constant battle. And I also want to just like know all of it, right? Like I'm so curious about it all. And um, that was a limiting belief. And so my best advice would be don't let the amount of information out there hold you back. I think it would be just to like start small, identify, and just know how you best digest and learn information and start there and then once you reach a threshold where you know you've learned or you feel like you've learned all that you can on your own um and I always recommend starting with like those free resources like the books going to the library like finding articles on online or YouTube or podcasts and then I would really recommend being formally trained just because you're always going to get um a lot out of people who are teaching the matter and have been doing this for a long time so don't get overwhelmed <laughs> to keep it simple. <laughs> and um, yeah, just, just start. <laughs> it's great advice. I'm the same way where I just never feel like I know enough and I want to learn everything. But astrology is one of those areas that is just so much information. Yeah. And I just feel like I would never, never learn it. <laughs> yeah. And there's so much you can do with it too, that I don't think people realize, like, you know, you can use it to make decisions like, when is the best time for me to buy a car? When's the best time for me to move? When is the best time? When am I likely going to meet lo- like my my partner? So, and or when is the best time to start a business? So it's more practical. It's more of a practical tool that I think people realize. Are you able to clearly read yourself or do you get a better reading somebody else doing it <laughs> for you? <laughs> well, it's always nice to receive. I will say that. Um, it's so funny because since I went into my intuitive training, I I have found it harder to read for myself, which wasn't always <laughs> the case because I started reading for myself. Um, and I think I spend so much time in other people's energy. I actually recently did a post on this on Instagram about like 10 things that I've learned as a reader. Um it was something like of that title. And one of them is like, don't forget to read for yourself and be aligned with your energy. Um, because it's really easy to disconnect because you're spending so much time in other people's energy if it's your job. 
Um, and so that's really why I'm big on meditating, even if it's just for five minutes in the morning um, and just connecting with my energy, because how you start your morning is actually how, you know, you're setting the tone for the rest of your day. Yeah, that's again, I don't do birth charts, but I'll do like tarot. And I find it so much easier to read tarot for other people than for myself. I'm like, this is just does not work for me. <laughs> it's like much easier coming from somebody else to get a tarot reading. For sure. I have a question. How do you read the tarot? Because everyone's so different. Um, I have like one deck that I connect with um, that I have had since I started like my witchcraft mm -hmm. path. And I refuse to get any other tarot deck. I feel like we're bonded. I like can't let any other one in the house because I'm gonna hurt its feelings. <laughs> 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 and, um, I do like intuitive pulls, like it does not work on myself. Like that's the thing I can do it for other people where I will just spread the entire deck across, um, in a line and then just move my hand over it. Like while yeah. they're sitting at a table with me and intuitively pull them that way, usually just like a simple three card spread, but it does not work when I do it that way for myself. <laughs> like I don't know yeah. <laughs> why, but it's just, I can, and it, it like always works out for other people and they're like, oh yeah, that, that like sounds accurate or it ends up being accurate. But then when I do it for myself, it's like completely not. Um, yeah. so when I have to do a reading for myself, I like, first of all, have to, um, wait for the deck to be ready. It lets me know. <laughs> it's like, okay, now it's oh. your turn. Now we can yeah. chat. And I have to do like a much more specific, shuffle and let the card come to the top and then you know ask the deck like do I need to shuffle again to get the next card or can I like pull it again um so it's like much more detailed when I have to do it for myself the deck like tells me it's very bossy yeah I I love that and actually that's one of the ways I read too where you like lay them all out and which one's like calling to you and you go from there yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I cannot do it that way for myself. I always like it, it end up picking the wrong one. And then I'll like ask, I have a pendulum that I work with too. And my pendulum's like, nope, wrong. Not that one. <laughs> Does your pendulum ever lie to you? No, uh, no, it has not. Oh. That nothing that I've come across. It's actually, you know, very That's accurate good. for me. <laughs> love that. I love it. Mine sometimes lies to me, but I'm like, is it me? Is my energy? Is it Amy? Her name's Amy. <laughs> Amy. That's a good name. Like yeah. <laughs> she's she's an amethyst. She's an amethyst pendulum. So I was like, oh, your name's Amy. And she oh, that makes sense. To it, so yeah. that, that makes that makes perfect sense. It's very logical. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Um, do you have any advice for people? Like, obviously you do the readings and I, we did it over zoom, which I thought was great. But if somebody wanted to go in person and find somebody, do you have any like tips or advice of how to not get caught in a scam and find somebody that, you know, is going to give you an honest reading that you could trust? Yeah. You know, knock on wood, fingers crossed. This doesn't, that hasn't happened to me. Um, but I would just say to like, use your gut, do your research, look for reviews. And if you can get in touch with someone that's actually, you know, had a reading with this person, whether that be like an online connection, if it's not too much of like a weird thing to like, maybe send them a message on Instagram or something. Um, I would definitely just like, I'm, I'm big on referrals. So like knowing someone and asking like what their experience was, and that's actually how my business has grown is primarily referrals. Um, but yeah, I would just say definitely doing your research for sure. And I mean, right now, like one example that I can give is like on Instagram, I know it was pretty bad before they, um, allowed for 
like the verifications um with the blue check mark i mean there were like scam accounts just like left and right and like you know dming you and yes. being like hey like i'll give you like you know your energy was calling to me or grand rising or all this bullshit right um and um ethical professional reader is never going to send you a message <laughs> offering a reading and yeah so just be smart about it like don't send your money to someone like you would you wouldn't do that in your everyday lives the same goes for a reading good advice yeah that has come up a lot they i have all sorts of scam impersonator accounts and then people will be like did you message me i'm like i will never message you i will never message you i promise yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah i feel like any ethical you know non-scammy <laughs> reader is not going is just never going to send like a message like that and like reach out like that like oh i sensed your energy and and this ancestor is reaching out and you could use this reading it's never gonna happen never. that way no definitely a no. huge sign of a scam yeah for sure exactly couldn't agree more <laughs> but i have found i just want to say to readers that i have found um that it works like both ways obviously we did the zoom and i have had readings done in person yeah. and i haven't felt like it's different because i know some people are like oh i can't send your energy over zoom i'm like it really did just work so if anybody else yeah. out there is skeptical um yeah. it really does work just doing it online i had no problem with that and that's sort of the world we live in now yeah totally i think after everything that happened in the last couple of years um that's just the way that you know businesses are changing and I even see, because I look into the astrology ahead, I try not to get too much, like too wrapped into it, but I really feel like towards the end of, what year are we in, 2023? Uh, years 2027 and 2028, the workplace is just going to look so much different around that time. Like the 2020 decade is very interesting and it's very much a time of transformation on a collective worldly scale. Must so more so. online is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Must be so interesting to be able to like, see that that far ahead I've never really sat down to do enough study to be able to look and be like 2077 it's gonna look like this like I feel like I'm scared <laughs> like maybe I don't want to know <laughs> yeah it, you know it used to mess with me a lot at the beginning where I was like for the first two years you know you're getting this information I'm like why hasn't it happened yet and I think that was almost like a test it's like okay this is guidance you take it for what you will you have free will and you know, you make your own decisions and just keep that in the back of your mind if you choose to. So take what resonates, leave what doesn't. Yeah, that is always true. It's not, nothing is set in stone. Even if you yeah. do get a reading and get all of this great information, um, things change based on your own actions. So nothing is, nothing is set. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which, you know, if you get something that is particularly or you view as particularly negative you can always make steps to change that so if you don't yeah. like where something is heading especially like if you're doing a specific reading and you don't like what it has to say about your career or your love life you can absolutely take steps now to change those things to yeah. alter that trajectory just because the stars say something doesn't mean that your own actions don't matter absolutely couldn't agree with that more I feel like people maybe sometimes <laughs> forget that because <laughs> like, I mean, the birth chart is fascinating and I love all like the stuff that's mapped out. Um, and I always say that like, oh, I have such Scorpio tendencies, but I can't always, you know, blame Scorpio for my bad behavior. <laughs> sometimes you have to take responsibility. Do you feel like you align with 
um after our reading knowing that you're a Sag rising like with the Sag comments like now I mean you're Scorpio and for sure you're Scorpio but like you also have a lot of Sag going on and I, I, I my sister's a Sag I really appreciate my Sages <laughs> I do and I absolutely see it um especially like in interactions with other people and coming across online like I, I can see like everybody <laughs> thinks that I'm a Sagittarius so I feel like the people like close to me they're like oh you're such a Scorpio you're giving me a headache I'm like oh, yeah. <laughs> you know um I've noticed that a lot of Scorpios tend to vibe with cancers I'm a cancer for the record and when you mentioned that your spouse is a cancer I was like that makes a lot of sense so I just love when astrology hits and when there's like real life examples that oh, yeah. you can speak to when you know it <laughs> yeah and my two of my best friends are cancers too and I'm like just love you guys middle cancer crabs like just my favorites yeah crab life (laughs) but it's true I I really do um associate people with their like birth chart energy I can usually peg it pretty well I think that's it's accurate for a lot of people yeah I love it it never gets old and there's always something new to learn and so for those people out there that are interested in learning and studying and starting for that matter, just do it. Just And at some point it's all going to click. Do you have any way um, for people, like what's your advice if they don't know their exact birth time? My parents adopted me literally the moment I was born. So I know my birth time, but I know a lot of other adopted kids do not. Is there yeah. something that you can do for that? Yeah. So typically what we'll do is you can set, so like if you have an idea, most people know the day they were born and where they were born. Um, but we'll set as an astrologer, we typically set it to noon. And then this is more of like an advanced astrology technique. I believe it's called rectification. And what that means is like, you look back on significant dates that happened in your life and then you piecemeal it together and you almost do like a process of elimination and deduction and you narrow down (laughs) what time you were born. So it does take an advanced astrologer to do that. I personally haven't done it. Um, but it is an intense technique for my understanding. That'd be super interesting. I bet that's a lot of study and work that goes into that. I have found, um, a lot of my big life events tend to be Sagittarius season. So I just, I sort of roll with it. (laughs) Well, that makes a lot of sense because you're a Sag rising. And so for those people out there listening, her, first house is primarily all Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is, or the first house is the house of identity, the essence of your soul, the first impression that you give off to people. And most Sagittarians are actually pop stars. Um, and they have very much like an optimistic personality. <laughs> um, and so if you're saying a lot of things happen during Sag season, I would not be surprised if those events that are occurring in that that period of time in the year, if they're like deeply transformational. And I love that it's also in the winter, like close to the winter time, um, because that's a season of going inward and change. Yep. Yep. Always, always my big life events, transformational life events. Always, <laughs> winter. always it's always like right be- directly before Christmas, like the two weeks before Christmas. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, it goes back to what we said at the beginning where your chart is all like just everything's all together in one. So of course you're going to feel all in once. And of course you're going to feel it in the season where you have a stellium. So like all the planets are in one spot in your chart in one sign. So yeah, the fact that it's Sag season, I'm like, yes, this makes sense. And I'm visualizing your chart right now as I'm saying that. 
Gosh, I love it. Just so much great information. I really want to thank you for being here today and for sharing everything and chatting even more about my reading. It was so much fun. And I just love all of the information that I got. Oh, thank you. And thank you again for having me on. I can't wait to hear how everything uh, plays out for you very soon. Oh, absolutely. I I will keep you updated. I'll update the listeners. I think it'll be a fun little adventure. But (laughs) listeners, I will have everything linked over in the show notes at whichwednesdays.com. So if you want to get a reading or just even learn more about the entire topic of what we've been talking about today, all of that information will be available for you. And thank you again so much for being here. Thank you. And listeners, that's everything I have for this week. I will see you next week. Need even more? Subscribe to Patreon and YouTube for exclusive bonus content. Order a themed witchcraft box every month through Witch Wednesdays on Etsy. Be sure to follow on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast. Find all these links and more at witchwednesdays.com.